Hey squad, welcome to our cutie podcast. We have Natalie here. Hello. Courtney. Sorry. <laughs> Courtney. I mean, just sharing a mic, so this, this, this might be a problem. She gave, me, she gave me a look because I called her Courtney, not C-Money. I'm so sorry. And we've got, girl. we've got Ange here. Hello. And finally, our surprise guest, Zach. Hi. <laughs> He's so excited to be here if you can't tell. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> He's just warming up, guys. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. All right. First timer. <laughs> I'm nervous. So we've known Zach since, like, well, so- since we were freshmen. Yeah, he since was we a sophomore. Were, mm-hmm. yeah. In high school, we should. Yeah. Oh yeah, high school. school. Yep. Yeah. High school. Not college. Not college. Over yeah. ten years. Yeah. Over yeah. ten years. Oh wow. Ah. That's pretty crazy. Because 2023, we graduated in 13. Wow. Yeah, well over 10 years. 14. Ah. Oh, my. He's a finance guy, so I don't know. I'm still listening to what he's <laughs> He knows his numbers. Mm-hmm. I, mean, hey, I, I'm, I have an accounting degree. I just work in finance. I mean, That's how mad is. Yeah, because I, I was like, once I like realized with the CPA, oh, I was like, dude, fuck that. No, I think it's backwards. <laughs> he has a finance degree. And he's an accountant, but he's like a fake accountant because he can't get a CPA. Because he has to have an accounting degree. Yeah, yeah. but she doesn't have. So yeah, that's why I want accounting because it's more encompassing than finance. It's oh. like, not not talking. I just mean like in terms of that because I was gonna go get my CPA and then work at like a firm and do audit, but as more time went on, and then Catherine has a bunch of friends that are all like CPAs. Catherine is his wife, by the way. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and they were all like, "Don't do it." I was oh like, really? Because they were like, because that's the thing. Like, you don't even need your CPA to work at those firms until you get to like a management position. Huh. And so they're like, and most of the people burn out by that time anyway. Oh. So I was like, yeah, fuck that. Cause I don't want to like do audits. Like I like finance. Like I like like working with the numbers and I got my minor in data analytics. So it's like, I like doing that. Kind you of just shit. sound very good. Yeah. yeah. About family of accountants can confirm they do seem stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, my hip flexors and everything have been all fucked up. Cause I have to be like <laughs> sitting in my chair. Really? For, yeah. I'll sit in my, like I won't move. I'll sometimes like. I've had times where, like I literally like won't move from my desk. I mostly work from home, which mm-hmm. is nice. That is really nice. So I'm like in sweatpants and shit, but like I won't move from my desk for like eight to ten hours because there's Damn. so much to do. Because like Damn. my company's policy is like they'd rather us have just a little bit too much work than not wondering like what we're like yeah like not enough, which is like I mean it makes sense, but we're always overworked. And like we've we've been awarded so much business lately, wow. and we don't have the people to like support. So like we're like getting all the fucking like contracts. That's a lot of industries right now. Yeah. Like that too. We're getting a lot of contracts. It's just it's like getting enough people, and then the time it takes to come up to speed. Yeah, it's like it's like not something you can just do quickly. Like because there's because it's with the government. Like there's so many fucking extra steps, and so that's why it's like. I mean, I've been there eight months now. I started in July of last year. So I don't know. But like, I still like, I'm, you know, like I I do well, but it's like, it takes like, for my role specifically, it takes like a year and a half to like get um, to a point where you're like efficient. Do you like what you do though? Um, I like parts of it. Cause (laughs) you start with, um, I'm like, well, like I like, (laughs) cause he seems really stressed. I'm like, do you like it though? (laughs) Well, it's, it's stressful. Cause it's just like, like, I like doing like, 
like fucking around with numbers and like doing data crunching like that's very stimulating and fun like the mathematics and like oh wow all of that shit like putting in graphs creating my own you charts just said math is fun. literally oh <laughs> yeah i said, love math dude the pythagorean theorem yeah like i fucking <laughs> triangles like those things fun. Triangles. no but so like that part's fun but i also have a heavy like administrative side so i like also like have to like keep the structure of like all of the programs yeah and like the accounts of them and monitor all of that. And Damn. so that part's like fucking boring. annoying. Yeah. yeah. Because it's there's like so tedious. much of it. Yeah. It's very tedious. Yes. And there's so much of it because it's the government. Yeah. Wow. And I'm salary, but I have to charge every single fucking minute that I work specifically to which one of my programs I'm working on. And it's just like, and then you have to track like how much you're spending. So like if I have to do a lot of work on a program, I'm like getting anxiety every day because I'm like, God damn it. Like, I only budgeted to have like 30 hours I'm going to be working on this program this month and I'm already at 28 and then wow. every month we have like financial reviews and shit and so it's just yeah this is like very intense yeah this is yeah. very intense I did not expect this to take a turn like that I'm like very proud of you for doing this Thank yeah. you. yes I'm, I'm much more intelligent now <laughs> and back in high school uh, I just didn't try them that was the thing you didn't jump out of a car that's pretty that good. was I was very much against that uh, I think we all were. I remember yeah. you were grounded for like... I was the most fucking punished person out of that. <laughs> and I was the only one. Like, you guys were like not cool with it, but you were just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I we was didn't like, know what to don't do. fucking do this. Okay, to, to we were all back, we, so back in high school, I personally wasn't there, but Gab was. So yeah. if you want to speak more to it, but essentially we had another friend in our group who thought it would be a great idea to No, here's, here's how it happened. Okay. So I, <laughs> this is really why bad. it's so dumb because I dumb. told a story about a kid from my high school. So that was, fault. this was is how fault. it was my story, but here's the fucking crazy part. So I tell the story, I'm like, yo, so there was this kid at my school who was all fucked up on Xanax and hit, like he got caught. And so they made his mom come pick him up and he was trying to kill himself, so he tried to jump out of the car. And they went, how fast was he going? And I was like, I don't know, dude, like 40 miles an hour or something? And no, I think, like, it, I think it was really slow. That's not slow. that fast. And I was like... No, I think it was slow. It was like... It was I, I like, think it was like 30 miles an hour, because it was like outside of my school, and that's like the speed limit around. I know, but the speed that we did was like oh, slow. no, yeah. He didn't... It, we were going like 25 when he jumped out. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's fucking fast to hit pavement. So, like, I told that story, and they go, that's not that fast. I'm like, all right, imagine sprinting as fast as you can and tripping and eating shit. How badly does that fuck you up? You're all scraped up and fucked up. I was like, you're probably going nine miles now. I was like, now, triple that. I was like, you're telling me you're going to be fine? Like, dude, that'd be fine. And so then, I was like, I fucking can do it. And so... Yeah, get in the car. Was I was smart. trying to stop him. We all got in because we got very we were like, dude, stop, don't do this. And then was like, he's like, <laughs> no one knows who they are. He was it's like, fine. he was like, dude, you're being such a pussy, Zach. I'm like, no, I'm not. This is just a fucking terrible idea. It was so terrible. Yeah. And so we're trying to like hold him in the car, talk him out of it the whole time. He goes through with it. He jumps out, his feet slip out right from under him, cracks his head, knocked unconscious. Yeah, I remember Split he... right down the middle, puddle of fucking blood around his head instantly. 
Oh I remember God. he fell, and then we like looked back, and he wasn't getting up. Yeah, I was like, he was and we started tweaking. We, we were freaking dude. out. Yeah, and then the cops came um, mm-hmm. because we had to call an ambulance, and like the cop was like giving us lectures and shit, and we're like, we didn't want any of this to fucking yeah. happen. He's like, let me see all your phones. Yeah, he made let all of our. They made us call all our parents. Yeah, and they're like, let me see your phones and see if you guys took a video. Yeah, yeah. Of it. he was like, I guarantee. He was like, all of your all your parents right now. I recommend you take your kid's phone and. uh you go ahead and look through. I guarantee you all of them have video. And we're like, no, we don't. And so oh, all of our parents look. We were like 16, 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It there was, was only. stupid. I didn't even have a driver's license at that point. There was only one person that did. And that was who was the driver. Ooh. And yeah. And that was. I remember um, my mom was so fucking mad at me. And I was grounded that entire summer. I, I remember that. It was really for such a summer. long time. That was, was like, so long. I'm so glad I wasn't there because, like, I would have been in the same situation as Dude, you. Like, my was, parents I was would like, be like, I was trying to stop him. She's like, why'd you get in the car? I was like, if one of your friends is going to jump out of a moving vehicle, are you just going to stand by and let it happen? And she was like, you just make bad decisions. <laughs> You're not the one that jumped out. No, I was like, I was trying to stop him. I, I just want to say I was watching Courtney's reaction to this entire That's story. You guys have never told me this story. I, uh, oh, yeah, we're not really proud of it yeah, that yeah. I was, it was there. It's not a fun story. No, yeah. it was like, awful. I wasn't like, hey, you remember that time? <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, but see, you bad. weren't that dumb, okay? That's wild. Wow. I was not that dumb. Glad he's all right. So, <laughs> so we were friends with Zach all throughout high school, and then it got to a point where like some of us started going off to college. He ended up. Deciding to join the Marines, so he went off to boot camp. Mm-hmm. So, do you want? We have no idea what that situation or anything is like in boot camp. So, like, we do don't any, know anything. We don't know anything. Really? So, like, nothing at all. literally nothing. Like, they're just okay. super. All like, I think is that they yell at you and make yeah. you do drills. I didn't even want to ask so, you like what you did because like, I didn't want to offend you because of how I how much I don't know. It's so. I mean, with like the Marine Corps, especially like. You go to boot camp, and at that time, you're just like, this is fucking insane. And then, like, you graduate, you're like, I'm a fucking Marine now. Like, this is the shit. But, like, the like once you, like, then, like, you know, like, get through your other, like, schooling for whatever your job's going to be, and then you get, like, out into the fleet and, like, station with your actual unit, it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, boot camp's not really that big of a deal. You know, like, it's, like... Like all of the, we call them maroots. Cause like when you're, when you go to boot camp, you're, you're called a recruit mm-hmm. and that's all you are. Like you, you like, you can't even say I or me or anything. It's this recruit. And so like, Oh, when like they graduate, like speaking about yourself. Yeah. So oh. like this recruit has a question. You can't that's say I have weird. a question. Right. Yeah. It's well, it's crazy. Cause like at first it's kind of demeaning. You, well, you just, well, that's the point. So like oh. the point is oh. to break you down mentally, mentally to where you are, there's nothing left of yourself, and then they rebuild you into a marine. That's like the ethos of it. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of wild. Uh, I, I didn't. Know. I actually disagree. I kind of get it. Yeah, it makes sense. If you want some, like you, you want to build them up to be it, like mentally prepared. Yeah, yes, yeah. and like, I mean, the Marine Corps is different than the other branches in that sense. Is like they want you to feel like, like they break you to where you feel like you're nothing. And then they rebuild you. And that's why, like, I feel like a lot of the time, too, like, especially with, like, the Marine Corps, like, people get out and they, like, just are fucking, like, they always hold that with them, you know? Oh, like, yeah. that's why, because, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, a brainwashing thing or if it's just, like, a pride thing, because, like, there is a lot of pride with it. Yeah. And, I mean, between, like, all the branches, like, 
Marine Corps is known to be like the biggest dickheads about it. And it's just mm. kind of like a thing. But then we kind of like like that part of it because we know that we're just like fucking pushing buttons, you know? And so... Do you feel like you're a dickhead? No. I don't <laughs> think good. so. I try not to be. I okay. might be to some people. Um, you're doing good so far. I don't yeah, think you haven't been to us yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we still have a full podcast to go. Yeah, sure, but we'll yet. get there. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so like when you go, uh, you... You go to like get picked up and like you get so I like I went with like a group of like four other random dudes like you go to maps and it's just like this place that you go originally to like enlist and then that's where you get dropped off to get ready to like jump on a flight to fly over to the the recruit training depot in San Diego and um so I went with these dudes and it was weird they literally just like walk up to us they gave us these like manila folders with like a whole bunch of fucking documents in it and shit all you have is like, I didn't have my phone. I gave my phone away to like my parents, like don't have anything. So there's like, here you go. Here's your plane ticket. See you later. What the so you're just fuck? like, okay. And so we were just walking around 18 years old. The last time I had been on a flight prior to that, I was like nine. Oh, so I don't know how this fucking works, dude. We didn't have anything with us. So if we don't know what to do, we can't call anybody. We don't know who to call if we did. So we eventually just figure it out. We get on a flight and then um, you go over and you land at like, you go to, I think we went to the USO, which like most airports have them. It's just like a place that like military people can go and like they sometimes have like free food and shit. And oh, so I'm gonna go there. we just waited in there okay. and they had like a little like phone you could use. And they like told us, they're like, yeah, you guys should all just like call your families one last time or whatever. And there's fucking hundreds of people there. Oh, and wow. so you're just like sitting around waiting and then like drill instructors eventually come in and it's, they're fucking terrifying people. And so like they come in and like, they'll just like, they call out like a group of people and like they bring them. And so like, you just kind of wait until like your name is called and they push you on these buses. Do they do it in alphabetical order? Um, no, I don't know how that's all worked. I don't think it was alphabetical. I was going to say you'd be pretty quick maybe so like you basically go and then like they put you on these buses and you have to like put your head down so like you can't see where you're going what and why so they Do you like, know why they did that they have to disorient you so like it's just another part of the game so it's like you can't fucking you don't know where you're at you don't know where like you can't leave because you don't know how to fucking get back so did you know where your plane ticket was going it was to? well we knew it was going to san diego oh, okay. so we're going to the yeah, marine corps right. recruit depot of san diego which is literally like four minutes away from the san diego airport but they put you on this bus. You don't know, like, you could probably map it and realize how close it is. But, like, you do that, you have to put your head down so you can't see or look out the window. And then they'll just drive you in, like, random circles all over the place for, like, half an hour. And then you pull up, and that's where, like, you get out. And they, they like, you go to, like, the yellow footprints. Um, a lot of people have, like, heard of those. So you just, they get on the bus, they start screaming, and you don't know what the fuck's going on. So you just get out, and you go on these yellow footprints. And you stand there, and they basically just tell you, like, I don't remember what they say, but you don't really sleep for like the first like 48 hours Whoa. because you probably didn't sleep that whole night before because you're scared shitless. And then you get there and you get there at night. And so we get off and it was, it was already like dark out. And then we go into this big fucking room and this dude just basically walks us through filling out like all these fucking different documents. Um, and then that took hours because you have to instruct a room full of fucking you know 300 people 
a lot of them were kids. Some of them were 17 years old, 18 years old. And I mean, there's not like, there's some people in the military who are like, how have you not been like hit by a car or something? Like they're just the dumbest fucking people you've ever met. And so it's a rough process. You do all that. You have to fill out like all your next of kin and shit. And then um, you have to go and they shave your head. And so you just stand in this long line. These dudes just rip your fucking scalp up because they're just like. Vroom, vroom, vroom. They're just trying to go like as fast yeah. as possible. Like, yeah. Every haircut like... you get because you get you get your head shaved every week. Oh. And like every time you bleed. And there's actually like memes and shit on Facebook of the fucking barber. Ouch. Because everyone knew there was a specific one that just fucked your dome up. What the hell? What do they do with like the women? I don't know. So so on uh, San Diego, it's a male only. Oh, and then there's okay. another one, Paris Island on the East Coast, which was the I think the only original one. And that one has male and females. Oh, so it. I don't know how the female process works. But um, so yeah, like they shave your head and then... You just kind of sit there um, and then eventually like you go over and you get like your first like bit of like gear. And so you literally are just standing there in this big wide open room and you have to go grab like three pairs of fucking whitey tighties, three pairs of socks, <laughs> three shirts. Do you even know if it's your size or you're just grabbing? Well, like, like so they, they ask like, what's your, what's your waist size and shit like that. And so then, um, then you grab like a pair of camis and uh, then there's like, all right, take all your clothes off and put it in this bag and then put all this shit on. So you just got to get butt ass naked in front of all these random strangers. And like oh. now, that doesn't bother me at all. But, but at, the moment, at that time, like, I was like, oh my God, dude, I don't <laughs> fucking do this. You know, so you just do it. And like, you're trying not to look at anybody's dick. And oh. everyone else is trying not to look at your dick. At the same time, you're trying not to bump into the people next to you because you're, you're butt ass like, naked. Yeah, you're dick to stop staring at me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, and then I don't even remember what we did after. I just know like we didn't sleep for like a long time. Uh, and then you're just like in this holding platoon basically for the first week. And then you eventually, after the first week or first like four days, you're doing all that. And then you get assigned a platoon. What's a platoon? So like you have, you have your company, right? So like I was Lima company. Um, and then there's six platoons in a company. And so they're just like small groups. Yeah, I mean, small. So, like, it kind of depends. With mine, I think we started at, like, 60-something people in my platoon and then ended up at, like, 50-something. Like, we lost dudes to, like, medical issues. Some people quit, um, stuff like that. But so then you go in, and from there, it's kind of just, like, the same shit every day. You you just, like, they ITU, you get fucked up. You do so much rifle drill um, and... Every day you're, you know, run, like everywhere you go, you're fucking sprinting. Oh God. And they just fuck with you nonstop. Some of it's, it's really funny. Um, like a lot of the shit they do is really funny, but I feel like. In the moment, if I it's tell, not funny. Well, at that time it wasn't because it's such like a culture shock and you're scared and then you just get used to it and then you don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, like eventually like you're, and then you like get to a point where you're in like such good shape too, that like even when, like there are certain points where like, there's not anything to do. Cause like mm-hmm. we've like finished everything. So like you clean, yeah. you just fucking clean. And so then you clean so goddamn much that like people will be getting, you know, it's IT down the quarterback and that's where it's like, they make you push ups, jumping jacks, push ups, jumping jacks, get up, get down, get up, like just doing a bunch of shit. You just said a lot of things that I don't know what they are. When you mean clean, like what do you mean? Like we're just like cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning oh, the mirrors. Oh, okay. Cleaning it sounded like sinks. you were like saying it was like 
like a conditioning so, exercise for oh, like get, like no. yeah you're just, that's you're a, just clean and shit okay. dude yeah. fucking polishing the same shit that you polished for 12 hours yesterday oh my god and um so like you do that and you eventually get so bored and like you hear people getting like fucked up out in there and so you're just like do you want to go get fucked up for a little bit so we don't have to clean it's like yeah so you just run out there because there's usually like a drill instructor that's doing it to them and like there's other drill instructors around so they'll be like oh good you're fucking around like go get on the quarterback and so, like, the guy, the guy fucking everybody up doesn't know, like, why someone's there. It's just, oh, another person. Yeah, like, okay, something. now you're joining. So, yeah, we just would get so bored of cleaning. And, like, after, like, the first month, you don't care about, like, getting IT anymore. It's not scary. Um, and so you're just like, let's just fucking go do that. Oh. And so. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's that really is- it. You do, like, the first phase is all just, you do everything by the numbers. So, like, the first, first month they like you like brush your teeth by the numbers it's like all right get your toothbrush out ready move and then like grab your toothbrush and then they're like all right put toothpaste on your toothbrush ready move and you do that oh. and then like brush your upper teeth ready move and you do that and like they do it all just fucking really quick you have to shave by the numbers so like half the time you end up walking out of there you got like half a flip-flop on your foot <laughs> you got like a whole patch of shaving cream on your face and your whole mouth is still filled with toothpaste because like you're done get the fuck out and it's like all right and then eventually like after like in the third month you like they start just like you do that shit at night so yeah. like, every night it's called senior drill instructor square away time and so it's like the last hour before you like go to sleep you can like organize all your shit make sure everything's like set up because everything has to be perfect and then you can like read through your mail and shit like that and so that's also the time that you go you brush your teeth you shave your face all that well so that's really like, intense yeah it's really intense like it's i thought really- i had like a very strict like nightly routine for my face but like hearing that like i'm slacking do you guys feel me no <laughs> like completely different i'm no to yell at you to do it exactly that's why like i need someone to yell at me to actually do it because like i slack on like my nightly routine i'm just saying i'll call you and i'll be like yeah, please call and yell at Ice me. Ice your face. Yes. <laughs> Get that serum on. Ice yeah. your face. Literally, okay. I need that. We, us ladies, would not last with like our night routine, like everything that we have mm-hmm. to do. There's a cream for this. There's a cream for yeah. that. You don't get that. It's no. just probably like yeah. they give you three categories and you're done. Yeah. I would literally be like, I'm not finished yet. But they would be like, but you are. I'd be like, but I'm not. Yeah. Now, you, you, like, there's a lot of those people too that are like, oh, I was going to join the military, but I would have punched a fucking drill instructor in the face. Like, no, you wouldn't. No, yeah. Like, no, when someone's yelling at you like boss. that, it would be like, no, it's not even Wait, that. It's do people like, say this to you? People say that shit all the time. I, I don't normally tell people that I was in the military. Because oh. it's just like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, I don't have, like, an ego to where like, I feel like I need to fucking be, like, superior. Or, like, well, look at me. I was a fucking Marine, you know? Like, I don't feel like that. Um... I mean, it, but it's like in a lot of, well, sorry, <laughs> I was going to say earlier, thank you for your service. Like, how do you yeah, feel seriously. when people say that to you? Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, you don't know what to like, I feel like that's kind of shared amongst everybody. Like you don't really know what to say. Cause it's like, it, it feels nice to like feel appreciated, but everybody that, I mean, unless they're like, like I said, like they have like an ego problem, but I feel like a lot of military people are very humble and they should be, um, I'd say like, you know, like be like a silent professional, you know, it's so like, you don't have to boast everything you did, just fucking do it. Um, so like when people say, like, I don't know, like, I feel like 
I'm alive. I'm not all fucked up. I'm not missing a leg. So I almost feel like guilty when people say it, you know, but like, you should not, but it's right. And like, I don't want to, cause I always get nervous with that too. Cause then I feel like people like, you seem almost like standoffish, you know, but it's like, no, you just don't know what to do it. So it's like, Oh, thank you. You know, like, cool. I agree though. I feel like almost everyone I've ever met that's in the military is like very, very humble. Yeah. It's, you should be. Cause that's the only way that you're going to be like successful, especially if you go into like a leadership position and you know, you like move through the ranks. Like if you're not humble, you're probably not going to be a good leader. Yeah. You know, cause like you, you kind of just go on a fucking, yeah, you have an ego and ego is a huge thing in the military. And there's a lot of that. And some of it is good, right? Cause it like creates competition, you know, and like it's a very competitive environment all the time, but it's just, I don't know, at the same time it humbles. Because it's like, if someone's better than you, I feel like a lot of the time people are like, well, fuck you, it's only because of this or that. But, like, for me, if it was like, damn, that dude just called me out and beat me, it's like, well, now I'm going to work my ass off so that I can make him look like a bitch in a couple months or something. You know? yeah. yeah. And that's, like, how all of us thought. And there's, like, no, like, maliciousness behind it. It's just kind of the culture of it. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, I never knew any of that. Like, I knew it was always, like, I knew it was, like, a quick routine, but I had, like, no idea. So you were saying that it's like soft now. Um, so yeah, so like it's changing a lot and as the years move on, it gets like more and more soft because for some reason, and it's always like these like mother of America groups and shit, like my son went to be a Marine and he didn't make it. And they were so mean to him. What do you mean? He didn't make it like he quit. Like they fucking quit. Oh. And so it's like, well, you're it's not my bitch. fault that you raised a bitch, but <laughs> that's what happened. There it is. And it's not, like, it, boot I mean, camp this... is not that hard. It's not that crazy. It seems like it's crazy, but like you get used to it. Yeah. Within a, a couple weeks, you get used to it, you know? And like, yes, you're exhausted, but also like, like I said, like boot camp isn't anything. It's like once you're in like the fleet, that is when like the real stress kicks in. And that's like when shit actually matters. You know? yeah because then it's like what's the fleet so that's like when you go out to like your actual unit oh because like i feel like a lot of people too they get confused with like reservists because they come home and they only go away for one weekend a month but like that's not how the actual military works so active duty military is like they're i mean i worked at like a regular nine to five job you know i got there at you know 6 a.m and then i would be out of there by about 6 p.m mm-hmm. and um you do that you know we get weekends off okay. all that shit um and it then life kind of goes back to normal. Yeah. So like when you're in boot camp, you're, it's very much like you're just getting indoctrinated into like that discipline. And yeah. It's like I said, it's not that crazy because some of the people that make it through, it's like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like how? Like people slip through the cracks. That you wonder if they got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the people make it through and like that, like as the years progress, it almost seems like people are saying it's like someone's right to be able to join the military. And like the Marine Corps is very selective. And so people like, they just get all butthurt because they're like, well, he wanted to be a Marine. And it's like, well, he couldn't hack it, dude. So, and like, they've been relaxing standards more and shit like well, that. I don't know if I like because to it's hear like, that. Yeah, 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 I don't like to hear that. It's terrifying because it's like, well, mm-hmm. no, a standard is a standard for a fucking reason. Yeah. Because it might, it, it's, it could be a life or death matter at some point. Right. You know? That's exactly, yeah, that's and what so I was thinking. It's, like, it's just that, that kind of like, I don't know, just that like the culture of like how everything is, everyone, entitlement, everyone's very entitled right now. They're, you know, like a lot of kids are, oh. they're finishing school and they're not willing to go into an entry level position somewhere. 
because they're like, well, I want to make 100K a year. It's like, well, you fucking like, can't do that off the rip, dude. Yeah. You're 22 years old. You have no life experience. You went to school. You probably fucked around. You got to do the time. Yeah. It's like, and that, and it's just kind of like that sort of thing. You know, people are just like, it's unfair. Also, you wouldn't have the skill set for a right. role that pays 100K right. without going through exactly. the bottom there. Right. Like, you have to do your time. And that's something I experienced. I went to school as an adult, you know, like I was, I just graduated last May. So it's like, I was sitting Congratulations. here. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's like, a lot of these kids, I'm just like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? Like, I have a lot of life experience from, you know, in those five years, the amount of shit I was responsible for. It's like, I mean, at 22 years old, like I should not have had that level of responsibility. Like yeah. people's lives were in my hands. I was 22, but you're just so used to it at that point. It doesn't seem crazy. And it's like, I have, I, you know, I, I, I had to lead people. I had, you know, tons of like, I had like 40 plus junior Marines under me. So it's like, you know, I had all that experience and I was still like, I'm fine. I know that that doesn't transfer to finance. Like maybe when I get to a management role, sure. But I realized like, I'm still gonna have to pay my fucking dues. Yeah. And then I had like a 22 year old kid who was like, that's fucking unfair. He's like, I want, I I know my worth. It's like, no, you don't. You know, it's funny <laughs> you say that. I, I'm not trying to steer away from talking about boot camp and everything because I want to keep talking about it. But it's funny that you say that because when I was visiting my friend Jess, who's in grad school, we're on a campus where there's like a bunch of like 19, 20, 20 year olds. Mm-hmm. And this 20 year old starts talking to me and I'm like, yo, I'm 26, whatever. We start talking about work. He's like, I want to build connections. And he goes, by the way, I'm going to make way more money than you my first year. And I'm like, you don't even know what I'm making. But that's literally how kids think these days. Everyone's so entitled now. Ridiculous. Yeah. That comment is a big problem, too. That's a bad connection. It definitely has. Well, another thing, too, is like people don't understand like what the actual average income is. So. Like I see all kinds of like different videos of people like doing interviews and and a a big part of it too is like, you know, there's the whole culture of like, well, you know, I don't have to work. My husband should work for me. And then it's like, okay, well that that's fine. Like, you know, I'm cool with that. Like I would like, I want Catherine, if she wants to be able to stay home with the kids, I want that to be an option. If she doesn't, that's fine too. You can she save wants a lot of work. money on daycare. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we were like yeah. considering it, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, we live very comfortably right now. And so, but without her income, it's like, we'll still be living comfortably, but, you know, we're, we're missing out on that other huge portion that allows you to just basically like, we don't worry about bills. I can buy whatever the fuck I want. And I like living like that, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's still, if she wants to work, that's fine. If she wants to progress in her career, that's, I'm all for it. But it seems like a lot of people are like, you know, I know my worth and blah, blah, blah. And so like they do a lot of these interviews and it puts a lot of pressure on like these young men to be, you know, like, well, he has to drive a nice car and he has to, you know, have all this nice shit. And it's like, he's not, he's 22. Like he's not an adult that has 15 years of a career. Right. You know, it's the same thing when they're like, what's your experience? Oh, you don't have three years. Well, where am I going to get it? Yeah. Like I give me a chance to get the three years, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's just like a big part of it and tying back to like that, just that whole entitlement. So that's, that, that has definitely bled into the military too. And so they've like relaxed standards more to be, to make sure like more people can make it in and, at the end of the day, like those people still end up where they need to be. It's like, we know like, mm, that guy's just going to be fucking, you stay back. Like, 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're, we're getting ready to deploy. Mm, you're going to stay back. I'm like, that does happen. Um, but yeah, so it's just like things have become more lax. And like, I know back in like the 60s and 70s, like it, it was more fucked up then. And a big part of it too is that you got to realize like, if you're, if like people are going into boot camp during wartime, a lot of those drone instructors may have just come back from war. So they oh, might no. be fucked up in the head. Yeah. And so like, especially like in the seventies, dude, like Vietnam era. Oh my. Like they'd fuck people up because they just went and murdered people for an entire year. And like, you know, it just changes you. And so that is where I think a lot of these standards come like, and I agree with some of it. So like, they're not allowed to hit us, but like objects would hit us, you know, like, so there's like a certain point, like, um, you, you know, like we're doing like drill and like you, you know, hold your rifle in front of you. And it's so like the barrel is essentially right here. And if like, you're not holding your hands right and shit, they'll smack your rifle. And then it's like, and that hits you in the forehead. But it's not like, you know, it's not splitting your fucking head over or anything like that. Or like your foot locker, like they'll kick it and it smoke checks your shins because it slides across the floor. Yeah. But it's not like very often that that kind of stuff happens. Um, they know way better ways to fuck with you than physical punishment. It's like, oh, if I fucked up and got punched in the face for it, like, fuck it, done, easy. No, they're like, good, I'm gonna fuck with your sleep. I'm gonna fuck with your mail. At least in boot camp, right? They're like, oh, you, you, you wanna fuck around? You think I can't do anything? Good, like, fucking shit. <laughs> You think you're getting to sleep tonight? Well, as soon as lights are out, I'm like, they'll tornado the whole squad base. Like your mattresses and everything is all over the room. All the racks are on the floor. They have you open up your foot lockers, which is everything you own and dump it on the floor and you kick it all around and it's mixed around with everybody's. Oh, that is And then insane. they would have us take all of our uh, combo locks and they would, you used to like have like, you put a piece of tape on the back with your name. So like you knew it was your lock. So they'd sit there and they'd be like, good, remove your tape. So you take the tape off and then everyone's trying to memorize the serial number on the back in like five seconds. And they fucking have you click all of your locks together and then they'd like throw it outside. Oh my And then God. they'd be like, lights out. And so you're sitting there with a red lens on your flashlight with like 80 dudes trying to figure out whose lock is what. And by the time to pick you it all it out, up. it's like four. By the time you get everything picked up, squared away, ready to go, you get like three hours of sleep. Oh my that's intense. Yeah, so they know how to fuck with you in other ways. What's like the worst, I don't want to say like punishment, but the least enjoyable thing, if you're comfortable talking about it? That the least enjoyable, um, like punishment wise? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that like boot camp, the punishment's all the same. You go on the quarter deck and get IT, so it's, you know. So it's not it's, like anything too intense, right? Well, no, like, um, I mean, there's a lot of funny stories. It's, it's hard because, like, from my lens, it's funny. But then to, like, other people, it might seem like that's really fucked up. To an entitled person. No, just, like, to, to, <laughs> to people who haven't been, like, in, in that environment. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. It's yeah. like, you know, like, to us, like, we think of it, and it's like, that shit's funny as hell. Like, but, yeah. you know, like, other people, they might it's be, fresh like, to them. like, they're like, that sounds really, like, terrible. Like, why would a human do that to another yeah, human? Yeah. Like, because it's fucking funny, dude. You know, like, you're fucking with recruits. Like, <laughs> That's how you made it through, though. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, like, the in the fleet, the punishments are worse because it's, like, you... It's, like, embarrassment is a big thing with it, right? Like, when you fuck up, they're going to make sure that... Everyone you know, knows everyone about, knows about yeah. it. Yeah. Right? So, like, your whole shop, you look like an idiot in front of them. And naturally, I think, where the big thing is, is, like... You know, you don't want to do it too much, but in the right amount because it self-corrects a lot easier because 
people care what the, their peers in their unit yeah. think about them. They don't, right. You don't want people thinking that there's still you're reputations. The, right. And like they don't want you don't want to seem like you're the marine that is just a fucking idiot and can't ever get a task done because you're never going to be able to do anything other than shit work. Yeah. Do a lot of people also like have that career goal of moving up? In the Marines, I um, I think a lot of people do when they go in, but it's once they're in it, that's just kind of like the, the telltale, you know, because there's also like, there's the physical standards that you have to meet, but then you also have to be proficient within your own, you know, occupation of what you do. And then also as you move up in the ranks, you have to be an efficient leader, you know, so all right. of those things are separate facets that require attention. And a lot of people, like, especially with me, so, like, I worked on helicopters. And a lot of people would be really good at their job, but they were, like, fat. And I'm like, yeah, you're a sergeant, but, dude, like, you are you look like shit in uniform. You fucking suck at PT. And you're like, well, I fucking have fish helicopters. So I was like, yeah, but you're still a Marine. But like, you can't lead other people like Right. That. I was like, dude, because all of our standard. Lance Corporals are looking at you. Right. And they think like, oh, I can just be good at my job and still be a fat fuck. And it's like, no. no. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Like, I don't have an issue with fat people. I'm not fat shaming or whatever. But like no, in the right. military, there's a standard that has to be held. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, especially when you're in a leadership position. Yeah. I think you should be held to that standard. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Should we? That's very interesting. Yeah, thank you for informing us. Yes, I learned learned a lot. lot. I mean, there's it's it's hard to it's a lot explain all of it. Yeah, because like even Catherine will say like she's like I kind of for because like once she especially like dating me the whole time and then once we got married she came out and lived with me. Yeah, and she was like you know like even that little bit of exposure to it like you know she understands it and like understands the ranks and all of that and she's like I kind of forget like how hard it is to explain the whole picture of how everything works right. to someone in like a short period of time. Like yeah. You have yeah. to live in it for a year or two to fully to grasp yeah. Yeah, everything about it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope everyone who's listening learned a lot because I definitely did. <laughs> I definitely did. I didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of info. I was just curious like how boot camp and like that whole part of your life kind of went for you. Yeah. But Seems like I, mean, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, I loved it a lot more than I thought I would. I, yeah, I was really good. I was really good at it. It sounds like you had a really good mindset. Yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. I think I I just ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, and then because there's a lot of bullshit. Like you deal with a lot of bullshit every day, and so everyone's like, "I'm so fucking ready to get out. I can't wait." And then like, you do, and it's like a euphoric feeling. I remember just like this is I'm a fucking free man. This is awesome. And then the longer you're out, the more you miss it. Yeah. Because really? you it like started to become like your why. Like yeah, you have purpose. You have a lot of purpose. Yeah. Every every day, like you know, and um, that's why like a lot of people, a lot of veterans get out and they have like drinking problems. They're very depressed because you can't get you just you can't find that same thing unless you go into like the police force or the fire department. Wow. Like, you can't find it, and so. You just feel kind of like empty all the time because you're, yeah. like, you're like, you have all these people who you, you create like a bond and a friendship with that you, there's no other way you can create it unless you go through really shitty stuff together. Yeah. So like, sure. it's, it's just a different thing. Other people yeah, too, you can't, like, I, I can't find it unless, unless it's one of my other buddies, like that I was, you know, they were in the Marine Corps too, even if we weren't like in the our same unit or anything, like 
I still have very close relationships with them, but everyone else, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, it's stronger than a family bond. You know, like most of my family isn't even blood relatives to me. It's, it's yeah. like a lot of my friends. And then at the same time, you're like, well, that was my whole support group. Now I don't have them. And they live all over the country. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you don't get to go see them, you know, like yeah. my best they friend. talk to them all the time. Yeah, we have tons of different group chats, like through Snapchat and everything. Do you so want to like, share one of the titles of one? Oh. Is that one with your buddies? Yeah. Um, so we, we were telling him about our podcast, and he was asking us what the name was, and we explained, like, why it's called Squad, because that's our group chat. And I think his group chat name kind of tops ours. Yeah, uh, it's I actually named it this. <laughs> of course it's, you did. It's Average Dicks Only. Which we think would make another great name for a yeah. podcast. So it really like an all Who male knows? podcast, that'd be awesome. It would be <laughs> even funnier if it was all yeah. female. That'd be even better. Yeah. Well, it, in that today's day be. and age. And that's on staying humble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So do you have any like tattoos from the Marines or anything like um, that? Yeah, tattoos. I did don't you have, have tattoos when we knew you? No. I don't think you did. I was just trying to remember. I was like, I don't. So I have. What? I don't think we were old enough to get tattoos. Eighteen. Oh shoot! I keep keep forgetting like how young we were. Like now it's just like so normal. Like none of us can drive. I don't think any of us can drive. No. Yeah. I think we were like we all like. We walked everywhere. We walked we everywhere, and we always I think about it, I'm like, Jesus else. Christ, like, I would everywhere, because I that that was the shittiest part, I remember, because I used to ride my bike everywhere as a kid, and it was so much faster, and then, like, in high school, it's like, well, we're not going to all go ride bikes. <laughs> so I remember being like, fuck, dude, because I lived far away from everyone, too, because we moved, and so it was like, I'd ride my bike to LJ's house, and then it was like, well, we're going to walk here, and I'm like, what do I do with I my just bike? Got here. <laughs> what do I'm not gonna wi- walk with my bike. I'm the only That's dude. That's so like, true. Did yeah. you know about that? I yeah. Know, yeah. Before I knew you guys, like sophomore year, like before any of us got our licenses, like Nikki and all of them, like we walked every miles, walk. miles. But I you keep yeah. because Wait, you're gonna call yeah. your parents? Hey, can you take me this spot to this spot and then go away? Unless no. you're going to like Stratford yeah, Square. Take me to this mall. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the fucking mall. My mom said she could pick us up at nine. My parents said, they can drive if you can, your parents yeah. pick us up. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'll drive you, but someone else has to come get you. Yeah. yeah. Was before, wait, that's crazy to think about that that was literally before Uber or Lyft existed. That was yeah. not a thing back then. But I yeah. feel like that, like if we were now, if we were like 14, 13, that's sketchy to get into an Uber. I don't think well, you parents can, can order it for no, you. you oh, the parents can order yeah. it for you. People yeah. at my work How old do you have to be to use Uber? Like 18? Not even, no, because my... To so request girl, an Uber? I don't know. Yeah, That's but to get in an Uber, question. I don't know. Because my my a girl I work with, her kids are, like, under 18. She's like, okay, I'm ordering you an Uber. Like, it's on the way. Hmm. And they're under 18, I know. I've oh. never mm-hmm. ordered an Uber myself, honestly. Oh. So I have ever? No. Someone else is always just like... Because the only times I've ever needed it was, like, when we're out fucking... I don't think I've used an Uber... That's actually, here. you should never do it. I don't think I've ever just yeah. used an Uber here. Just Maybe in the city a couple of times. But like in the Marine Corps, we used them a lot because we'd be out and we would just be fucked up. The problem then is though, like, or to like have someone come get you off base, that was the worst trying to find a ride, like an Uber, because they can't just come on the base. Yeah. So oh, you have to have yeah. access. But if we're all in the car, then they can go on. Oh. Because it's that like. That must be really interesting for the Uber driver. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot, well, if they're around a military base, like, they know. 
you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then it was like, I don't know. I just, I mean, half the time I was borderline blackout drunk. So I don't know. It's just like, oh, fucking you don't know how you got here. back in. Yeah. <laughs> I just know I wake up hungover the next day in my room, like, oh. Butterman. But, <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait, so back to tattoos. Did you oh. get any tattoos from being in the Marines? Um, I got them while I was in, oh. yeah. But there's also those regulations. They actually just recently changed. Um, so, like, I have a half sleeve because they uh, the regulations were you couldn't have full tattoo sleeves anymore. And for, like, mine, it has to be, it was, like, it had to be two inches above the elbow. Oh, around the oh. Arm. So like mine kind of stops in that area. Um, to like hide it under, oh, like yeah, under like a shirt sleeve. Yeah, basically oh. it has to be so that it can't show under a shirt sleeve. Um, and so they just changed that like a year ago, I think. So and now it can so, be full? Like... Yeah, you can have full sleeves. Oh, wow. wow. You just Why can't have like neck tattoos. Well, so it used to not be a thing at all. Um, and then after we kind of got out of like the heavy portions of like the Iraq war, like OEF and OIF, um, they were trying to so, like the Marine Corps downsized really big again, because we get the very smallest portion of the department of defense budget or the smallest branch, which is also why they're very selective because it's like, if we're taking the money to put someone through boot camp and all that shit, like we have to make sure that nothing's going to happen to where we lose our investment. Right, because that's basically yeah. what we are as an investment. So, um, we they downsized really big after all those huge war efforts were kind of you know coming to like a close where it was more of like a, a maintenance type thing and trying to train up the you know the respective forces of that country, which is a fucking joke of its own. But um, so like they were like, well, the commandant at the time, which is like the person, essentially the the highest ranking member in the entire Marine Corps, is like oversees the whole thing um he was like i want the marine corps to you know because it's very much like the marine corps is very much about being like a professional organization you know like our mm. uniforms and everything are all fucking perfect and so he was like you know if i have a bunch of guys running around just fucking inked up he, he thought it looked unprofessional oh so like other branches it's like a different yeah regulation. other branches all have their own regulations got it okay so like i know the navies was more lax i think the armies was more lax um, the Marine Corps is like the only one. I have one last question, but it's not about tattoos. Am I okay to go back to the other subject? Yeah. With all the branches, I know there's the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, Marines. Like, what made you choose the Marines? Because there's just so many options. Um, I just figured if I was going to do it, I'd do the most hardcore one. It's the most hardcore? Wow. I like to think so. Oh. I mean, like I said, there's always going to be that rivalry. Damn. Between, but, yeah. You know, like, if you hear you someone say, say like, that guy's about, like, major, uh, rival the Air Force, would you say? No. What about, like, the snipers, the Navy SEALs? Oh, no, no, the Navy and the Air Seals Force. SEALs are, the, the Navy, that's all, right? that's all soft guys. So, like, all the branches have their, <laughs> okay. not soft, sorry, soft, S-O-F. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was no T. Drop the T. Um, no, so those are all, like, special operations guys. And so <laughs> each branch has those, too. Um, and, like, the SEALs are definitely, like, the probably the most well-known. Um, but that's all separate. So, Wait, like, but the Navy and the Air Force, they're main competitors, right? I mean, there's not really, like, any competitors, per se. Okay. You know? Like, yeah, there's but, you no, know, there's, like... There's, like, inter-rivalry. So, like, we... So, technically, right. the Marine Corps is a branch of the Navy. Okay. Really? And so, um... We're like the 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 boots on the ground, like combat force of it. It's it's its own branch 
but it's technically in the Department of the Navy. Got it. Okay. And so, like, that's how that works. So, like, I guess in that sense, like, we have the rivalry with the Navy because they're not held to, like, the same sort of standards. Their, their physical standards are way more lax. Their weight standards are way more lax. And so, like, we would talk shit to them all the time. But that's, I mean, I feel like most military branches do that, especially the Marine Corps. Gotcha. Just, you know, like, so, you're just one of the most extreme. Yeah. And, like, all of my best friends had gone into the Marine Corps. I had no intention of doing it. It was just like, I remember I was working at Fitness 19 and then I like had graduated school. I didn't have any money for college, no scholarships because I was like a D average student. Um, and I was just working and my manager was like, so what are you going to do? So, well, I can't fucking afford school and FASFA wouldn't give me any money because I guess my dad had like, he's one of those people that thinks like his house is going to just burn down every day. So he has like a saving, he's like saved half his paycheck since he was 21 years old. Oh, wow. And he doesn't invest any of it, and it drives me fucking nuts. He has, like, his 401k, but I'm like, Dad, you know, like, you're fucking burning your money because of inflation. But anyway, he, um, <laughs> so he had this massive savings account. I didn't know that because when you apply for it, you have to give, like, your parents information. Yeah. And so they wouldn't give me any money. Oh. At least that's how I remember it. I might be fucking that up, but I'm in my 18-year-old wow. brain, that's what was happening. It's like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, all my friends were going to college. And so, like, I went and visited. Like, I would drive up to, with her to ISU all the time. Yes, we did. And my manager oh, one day was just like, yo, uh, so what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. Because, like, literally all of my best friends were gone. They all went to, to the Marine Corps. And so, it's like, I don't know, man. He's like, didn't all your best friends just leave? Like, they're all in boot camp right now? I was like, yeah. And he's like, so what are you doing? And I was like... <laughs> All right, fuck it. Fair enough. And I literally left work that day and drove to the recruiter's office. And no like, way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so um, that was just kind of why. Good for you. Ooh, that's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Very cool. Wow. I like it. I don't have anything to beat that story. I would have done my life. Just gotta say. It's not anything special. I feel like it's, I, it's really like impressive. I don't know. I just feel like it's something to be really proud of. Yeah, I don't feel that. Why? You know. really should feel you should. I That's what I mean. I don't like I talk to my buddy Alec about that all the time. I was like, I just don't feel like I just kind of was like it's just what I was supposed to do. You know, oh, like, it was like your path like, of like to be yeah. well, like just to be like a successful working adult, you know, like I couldn't afford school, so I'll go to the military, get work experience. I didn't know if I wanted to do school, yeah. but I would have the GI Bill, so I'd have the opportunity after. Yeah. And then I got out. I was like, well, yeah, I'll go to college, you know, and I know there's good money in business. Um, and so I, I went and got a degree in that and I just turned out to like it. I was always like naturally good at math. And then so accounting seemed like a pretty fucking accounting and finance is a solid yeah. thing to do that with. I always cried when I did my accounting homework in college. I yeah. still have that snapchat, by the way. <laughs> it was so hard to me. I was like, I it just I, made perfect sense to me. Yeah. I feel like you did it a really smart way because instead of going to college and like getting loans and like burning time and money, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the fuck you want to do, yeah. you kind of kill time, but build like build yourself a character. You matured, yeah. got experience. So by the time you got out, you're like, maybe it like cleared your head almost of like what you want to do. Yeah. 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 And that was kind of the purpose. Um, you know, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So this will be something that is is respectable. It gives me experience. I will have a solid income. I won't have to worry about, you know, not being able to eat or somewhere to live. It's yeah. Like I live in the greatest places. It's a fucking barracks room. But, um, you know, 
so then it was like, yeah, it gave me time to kind of figure it out. And I almost re-enlisted, honestly. I almost stayed in. Really? Yeah. I, I was really thinking about it. Um, and because I had, you know, when I, I came back from deployment and my unit was about to be going to Okinawa. And so, cause like when you go on deployment, like only a, par- a portion of your unit goes. Yeah. And so we like, you know, we all got like hand selected and we left and it was only, I think it was only 10 of us, 12 of us out of my whole shop that had like, you know, 50 people. And so we went and then when we got home, our unit was slotted to go to Okinawa for six months because there's a, a Marine Corps base over there. I have a friend whose husband is there now and she's yeah. there with him. And Okinawa it's like, is shit, dude. It is? Worst. Yeah. Oh, it looks like well, the maybe most beautiful place. Yeah, like it's from beautiful, but you're stuck. Yeah. You're stuck there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were like, y'all can either come with us or you can stay here and we'll just like temporarily detach you to another one of the units. And you'll just work with them until we come back. Yeah. And so that's what we did. It was like, fuck that, dude. I was just gone for eight months. I don't want yeah. to leave again. Um, and so at that unit, um, we, I, like, my unit on, on that, like, flight line was known to be, like, very, like, fucking strict and by the book. And so we went in there, and it kind of caused some friction at first, but then I fucking make friends with everybody. So like I was fucking, everyone there loved me, but then I was also really fucking good at like every facet of being Marine and like all that. So they, the, the gunny there loved me and he was trying to get me to stay with them. He's like, dude, I'll put in the fucking shit. Like I'll fight for you to stay at my unit. I was like, no, I want to go back. Like all my friends are at my unit. You know? So they came home. Um, and then as I was like back at my normal parent command and like getting towards that end of my contract, um, you know, they were like, well, are you going to re-enlist or are you going to get out? And that county over there was like, dude, he was like, re-enlist. He's like, I'll talk with your people. You can come over here and I'll let you take out the next deployment. I was like, fuck, that would be dope. And so I thought about it, seriously considered it and talked with Catherine. Um, and she wasn't, uh, like super fond of the idea of me going again. Yeah. Because she also has to, then she's like, what am I going to do for eight months while you're gone? Do I move back home? Do I stay out here by myself? Right. And so there was that. And then I also thought about it that all of my friends were getting out. So it's like, if I stayed in another four years, I'd already done five. So it's like, I like, it wouldn't be the same because yeah. I loved going in. Cause at that time she was a sergeant. So like I was, I did my own fucking thing. Like I was in charge. So I didn't have to worry about dealing with any bullshit. And, um, it was fun. Like I loved going to work every single day. I love it. Cause it was like, it's really shitty, but at that point you're in long enough to where like, it doesn't affect you anymore. And you just have fun. Like you're just fucking with your homies every day. And so I was That's like, kind of fun. Yeah. Like it's, a f- we would just do the dumbest shit. And so it was <laughs> like, I loved that. But then I thought I was like, eh, that's going to all go away though. Yeah. And probably two years into it. would be like, fuck. Right. You know, especially if I was getting ready, I would basically have re-enlisted. And then like six months later, I would have gone out on deployment again and probably come home to a completely different unit. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone would have gotten out while I was gone. And uh, so I ended up not. You... Sometimes regret it, but. Okay. I was just going to yeah. ask, but I feel like you're in a good place now. I also love this because I also think about it too. I'm like, you know, life is a lot easier in a sense. 
yeah. from like not being in, you know, like I can buy a house and not have to worry about being stationed on the other side of the country out of right. nowhere and then being like, well, fuck. Sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so you, it's, it's one of those of things. Movement, right? Yeah. Yeah. You move around a lot and I mean, you don't have a lot of shit, so it's not hard. One last question. What was the coolest place? Because we all love traveling. We talk about that. Mm. Coolest place you were stationed? Uh, well, I was pretty much stationed at Pendleton the whole time. And I think it, for me, that's the fucking best spot because you're literally in Southern California. Yeah. Every day was beautiful. Love Every day was 70 degrees. Like, no, I didn't. Of course you did. Yeah, it was awesome out there. Like, I mean, it was incredible. And then, especially after I got married and like lived like off base, like out in town in an apartment, holy fuck. Like, we, that was the best fucking time ever. We lived in like this really nice part of Carlsbad. There's like breweries everywhere. It's sunny all the time, so everyone's fucking happy. Aww. Like that was yeah. the first thing we noticed. Like I got out, we fucking the military like ships all your shit home for you. So like oh, they wow. have people come in, pack up all your shit, and then they took it all out. And we just lived in our apartment the last week out of bags and cleaned everything. And then we just drove home. And um we got back and it was in March. So oh. I remember we went to Meyer. Like right now? Yeah, it's like right now. Oh we went to Meyer, and I remember the first thing we noticed, we like went to the cash room, and she's like, hi. She's just <laughs> depressed. And we're like, Saddest we came in fucking bronze, dude. It's like <laughs> fucking happy, glowing. Dude, yeah, right? like, like a little sun kiss. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, God damn, like everyone's so upset here. Oh it's my gray God. and gloomy. I was like, oh yeah, they've been sitting in this for the last six months. That just yeah. reminds me of every time I come back from vacation, like that one time me and Ange came back. <laughs> so depressing. I came yeah. back, I'm like saying hi to everyone. Nobody says hi to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, why do we live here? I'm not a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coolest place I got to go is probably Dubai. Dubai <gasps> you went to Dubai? That's sick. Yeah. My, one of we my went coworkers went. So oh, she said it's like a rich sand store. Sand. Oh, wait. Sandbox. That's what she called yeah, it. A rich weird. sandbox. It's weird. It's in the middle of the United Arab Emirates. Like It's like desert and sand dunes all around there. Yeah. And then this giant city. That's and so weird. Everyone drives sports cars because it's so doable there. Like you could rent a sports car when you get there. It's yeah, I don't even really understand how that country even works because they're not like a main exporter of anything. Interesting. So I don't know. I think it was just kind of like some solid marketing. You know, oh, like some like super rich chic was like, yeah. Because when you think of Dubai, like you just think like yeah. glitzy, rich. Yeah, yeah. rich. The way people talk about mm-hmm. it. And that's how it is. And it's like out there too, um, like they don't have the same sort of like architectural standards that they have to meet. So like they have like this skyscraper that like fucking like twisted like into the yeah. air. Yeah, one of the tallest buildings too. Yeah, the Burj Khalifa. Oh. So casual. I would have never known it was called that. Yeah. Well, you can like, we could have gone up into it, but when we were there, there was a lot of, like it was going to be hit or miss, right? Because you buy your tickets, but if it's cloudy that day, you're not going to see shit. True. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't go into it, but like I stood at the base of it and looked up. And yeah, it's, it's intense. Wild. I've it's dizzy. Yeah. Wild. That is wild. Courtney, I think this is a really good time for you to share your story about your bad eyesight. <laughs> I am Speaking so ready for it. So I'm super blind, as you guys I can't talk. As you guys know. But oh, we know. This story takes the cake. I've had a lot of blind stories over the years. I'm so excited. You already know it. <laughs> I was at the airport, I think I'm flying back from Denver in December, and I'm in the line at Southwest, I'm squinting like crazy, 
And then finally, I can tell by squinting even harder that this woman is flagging me down. Like, oh, okay, it's time to check my bag. I go up there and I just make a joke. And I'm like, sorry I didn't see ya, I'm so blind. And sometimes when I joke around, especially when I'm hungover like that, it I sounds have a very serious, serious face. <laughs> it's taken the wrong way and it's taken literally. And so this whole time, this woman thinks I'm actually blind, and she's asking me all these weird questions. And she's like, like "Do you need assistance?" Yeah. So the can first you make thing it she asked seat? me was, "Do you need assistance? Like, we can have someone you, someone guide you to your gate." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh my I god! Like, I kind of like smiled weird, and I was like, "That's quite all right." <laughs> and then she starts registering me in the system as legally blind and she prints something on my ticket that says it and then she takes a marker and she circles my gate like 15 times oh she goes, this is your gate and she's like trying to point everything to me oh my gosh and that's when i start to realize like oh like she actually she like thinks i'm actually helen sorry blind <laughs> <laughs> and um then I just started laughing. I was like, I'm not actually blind. Like, I was just joking around. I just have really bad eyes. Aww. And then her and like all the other Southwest coworkers were just cracking. Up. I would have died and if I. That was my day. If I was with you, I would have been. I, I would have been cracking up. I would have died. Well, my thing is like, how did she actually think I was blind when I was making like direct eye contact with her? I don't have a stick or anything. How would I? Have you don't just, have to be but blind how would I have to have a stick. Walked or you don't have to I have a stick to be blind. Or I don't know. With the ropes yeah, where you going? Like, I mean, I'm not going to just walk around with a blind person. Yeah, like my cousin, she's like, she's not blind, but like she, I mean, she kind of almost does, but she can't drive or anything like that. Um, but she doesn't walk around with a stick. But and she's like legally blind. Well, yeah, there's oh. like levels to it. There's yeah, there's now. levels. Yeah, okay. so so you don't have it's a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Got me that. <laughs> I understand now. It was just funny. I don't know. It is really the funny. fact that like I was about to get on a cart. Oh, it's really mind. nice of her to be so like concerned for you to make yeah. sure that you don't end up where you're not supposed to. True that. I missed the story, but I have been joking around. <laughs> yeah, you can take me. Are you blind? You need a ride? Yep. Ride. I sure do. Where are you? I can't guide me to the seat. <laughs> can you imagine if I just started to be like over dramatic? Like, it's funny that you ask. I do need assistance. <laughs> you start looking around like, oh my. Um, can't wait to get LASIK. Dude, I got it and it's the best thing. That I would do it again if I I'm had to. Thinking of that procedure makes me Okay, so I didn't let them tell me anything <laughs> about yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good fucking I was supposed idea, to, dude. I was supposed to watch a video before I went in there about, uh, like, what to expect. I did not watch it. I walked in, and I was like, they're like, oh, like, did you watch the video? And I was like, yeah. So they're like, oh, so you, like, know how, like, you need to go this chair first, this, this chair second. I was like. Yeah, can you just talk me through it? I'm just really nervous. Like, I was just, like, making sure. Yeah, I was just like, I know. Yeah, like, right off your top of your eyeball. Yep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the scariest thing, the scariest part of it is, like, what they need to do to be able to, like, slice your eye. Oh. Is they need. This I don't want to know. It's like numbing I want to know. Right? Oh. They do numbing drops. Here we go. They also do this. It's when you first get in there, and it lasts, like, a second. But they basically make you go blind <gasps> for like Stop. a few seconds. I would in each eye. Mm -hmm. I, that would scare me. Yeah, and I did not watch the video, so I didn't know that was happening. So in that moment, I was like, "Is this supposed to happen?" Like I like had no idea, but I was like, "I'm just going with it." Like 
Oh my god, I don't know. maybe you should have watched. But it, it honestly felt like less than five minutes, like the entire thing. Like wow. I would do it again. Nothing hurt. The only thing you're was, awake, right? Like did yeah. You not, the only thing it was like everything was numb. You're awake. But the only the only hard part was like okay, they're you're really gonna need to try to keep your eyes open here, and I, they're gonna count down from like ten, and that was the only like struggle. Like I would just say it was like uncomfortable because it's your eye but like nothing hurt they don't yeah. have anything to like hold your eyes open so, yeah because i feel like you can like so at the dentist like, you can keep your mouth to... open but your eyes if it's more involuntary need, to blink yeah, yeah. the blink. the guy who was doing it like he assisted it but he wasn't like mm. like actually holding, your holding eye. it open yeah but honestly, did you take any breaks like dude Ooh. let me blink hold on no like no. i was just like go i was like get this over ah. like i was like i'm not stopping this like just get it done oh wow. so good. I great eyesight yeah me too i have really good eyesight it kind of sucks because my sister's an eye doctor and like i can't even take advantage of it <laughs> yeah i didn't you know think of that. i can't even use her for anything hey i used her well i used her recommendation oh that's very nice mm-hmm. that's good yeah. danny's used her but no not me yeah, my dad did. Well, my, I don't think my dad's been to the doctor in like twenty years, but my mom didn't need glasses until she was like forty-five, and even then, all she they're was like was reading like, glasses. Yeah. yeah, same with my mom. Yeah, but I wear like blue light glasses because I. They told me like the the one thing that'll make your eyesight like definitely change is staring at a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like the one thing that I'm like I don't care. Like that's like I'm the one this. thing. Like I was gonna get those glasses, but. I don't know if they actually work because yeah. I heard that they're at, like they actually it's more like a like it doesn't actually change yeah anything. it actually doesn't do anything. I noticed a difference even before I got LASIK when just because my eyes get like very very dry yeah. easily so it helped with that so I just was like I'm just gonna do anything I can to like try to avoid it but I feel yeah. like it's been working because my eyesight hasn't changed and I got LASIK done over like a year and a half ago and like everything's they say within a year your eyesight could change again. My brother was gonna get LASIK, but they said within a year his eyesight would have been back to the back to normal what it is. Really? Oh. Is it because glasses without like adjusting them, like just how they are, they'd be like this thing. Jesus. Oh my god. Oh, my god. Yeah, really blind as a bat. Yeah. So blind. Yeah. If you are like over a certain, it was like twelve or yeah. something yeah. for your, like your eyesight, like you can't get it. He doesn't even work wear his glasses. He just wears contacts because his. Glasses make yeah. his eye look so small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it looks so yeah. small. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's rich. rich. <laughs> so, Courtney, let me know when you get LASIK. I'll be there. You think you will? I won't qualify. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe you will. I know. It's very though because like I do well like walking around like I'm fine oh that's I good went really bad and I can't Gab if you were like six feet back even more than you were it would be like kind of hard for me to see your face but, like right now I know it's you but like I do need them for driving and like watching movies but like other than that like it's doable but the thing is, is I don't know how much worse it's gonna get because yeah. I can feel how much worse it's gotten just from like college Oh. So, like, I don't know in the next couple of years, like... Maybe you should try to like. get it before you are not qualified. Yeah, I did. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Doesn't it only last for a certain amount of time, too? Like, 10 years or something? Like 20 I mean, my years. mom has had her since she was, like, 28, and she's in her 50s And now. she's good. She's yeah. They told me after I, I turned 40, I could start, like... I might need readers. But they're, like, depending on, like, what you just oh, do. Oh, so, like, like, degrade a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, depending on, like, what it is you do every day. Like, when I told them I stare at a screen, they're mm-hmm. like, you should probably get, like, blue light glasses. But I bought, like, expensive ones because I'm like, 
they better fucking work. Yeah. Because I'm like not fucking around. I'm not doing it. Listen, I'm not sure. getting LASIK off of like Groupon. Yeah. It's <laughs> that budget LASIK. No, they, okay, when I went, they were like, oh, if you buy, if you do it now and you like book your appointment, we'll give you like one eye no. half off. And I was like, stop trying to give me a deal because Sketch. this sounds sketchy. Yeah, like, medical deals are the worst. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, we'll give you half off. It's like, I don't want a half off medical procedure. <laughs> like, I want to pay less, but just word it differently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, please make me pay. Say so you just so, didn't charge me for something. It's I don't in know. some guy's basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Dude. sketch. I don't like that either. Um, I'm going to open up a can of worms of conspiracy <laughs> theories. I, was, I wanted to talk about the Colorado airport because I don't know why it's like a big thing. It's so... You, I actually, like, I've heard of it, but I don't know why it's a theory, like, a conspiracy I not, theory. I still, like, and she was lightly explaining it, but was very evasive of what it is. It's what, just, okay, so I walked in there. Is it haunted? Is it? No, there like is a, a theory that. A horse statue. That, that's one of them. Um, there's a lot of them, but there's a theory that I've heard that. I love you. I don't know if you believe in the Illuminati that the Illuminati is like stationed under. Okay, I heard that they spent like a shit ton so of money on it, and they have no bills for it. They, like, there's no paper trail for it. So, what did they do with that money? Yeah, like they spent like a shit ton of money. It took a long Who time. Did? The government. Yeah. Right. I'm guessing. I don't Our know. Airports. I don't know the federally full. funded. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Chicago is. What I've heard about the Denver airport is very different from anything you guys are saying. Like, I've never heard anything. Never heard I feel like you could oh, kind no. of pinpoint, like, a lot of places bunker. where you could say that there's, okay. like, uh, and the Illuminati is under there. You know what <laughs> so, what I heard is that there's just, like, an underground, like, transportation system that, like, only the government knows about. So, if, like, someone who's, like, very important, like, high up, like, the president needs to get from point A to point B because something bad is happening, it's, like, under the Denver airport. Makes sense. Like that's the only thing I've heard. I think I've heard there's like bunkers under there. I mean, all of like, that could it, be true because there's lots of like the Cold War. There was all kinds of shit that was put up because that was during a time of like. Yeah. I'm gonna look at my phone where that is. Okay, so Natalie, tell us more about this Illuminati. Theory. Um. Well, I'll just tell my perspective. When I walked into the Denver airport, first of all, I something wasn't right. I was like, something's going on here. Like, you had, like, a weird yeah. feeling. I just, like, yeah. I just did not feel right. So okay. Like, okay. And then went on my trip, did whatever, came back. First of all, okay, so it tripped me out because like it looked like a mall when, you, when I first walked in. Like, you walk in and you just see, like, the TSA lines. And I'm like, I don't, one, I don't like that because someone can just, that just might be my brain. Like, someone can come in here and just, like, open fire first. So I didn't like that. So yeah. I was freaking out for that. And I'm like... Oh, they didn't okay. plan that very well. Yeah. Uh, and then I am, like, getting food or whatever, and I see an elevator, and it's, like, super, like, crisp, clean stainless steel. And then there's a triangle, like, facing towards it, but the elevator doesn't say where it goes. Oh. And, and I'm like... And is it, like, is it... Maybe do a parking And you garage? would know, maybe. Do elevators legally have to say where they're going? Uh, it should. Normally, there's signage um, to some extent, but I mean, maybe the reason why there isn't signage for it is because it isn't, it's for employees or people mm -hmm. who work there, and it's yeah. not for some. Yeah. Because I think in like an office building, since I like design offices, like you have to have signage everywhere because if like you have a freight elevator, like you need it, like a person in there needs to know yeah. that elevator's Plus, not Plus, I would imagine for like emergency purposes. Yeah, well. exactly. exactly. So, like, 
I don't, I think it could get confusing mm-hmm. to like people who are just at the airport who don't need to use that elevator. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't say where it goes, like, yeah. they won't use it. Also, in my opinion, also, it's a wayfinding thing. If you look at a bird's eye view of the Denver airport, the runways are in the shape of a swastika. <gasps> exactly. No oh, exactly. Fuck, I was literally just looking at yeah, look at that. Cause... I was looking at it where it was geographically Ooh. to see if there's any sort of significance there. The yeah. only thing I would be able to think of, if there should be like some secret government thing, it would be the fact that they have the mountains, the higher altitude for like, you know, radar connection purposes, yeah. you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's not. Are you guys not going to visit me now? <laughs> I'll visit you anytime. I love Colorado. Also, I there's that. Definitely visit you. Also, yes. there's that huge blue. I might drive. Horse. It's a horse, right? The only thing with I the beady ever red eyes. The horse stuff. But I will say this: everything you're saying is so valid, and that is creepy. But Colorado is my like now. It just passed Florida because I'm a weirdo, and I count how many times I go somewhere. It's my most traveled to state now, hey. and. I fucking thrive in that airport. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but like, I love Maybe you're it. the devil's child. I, I love it. I love it. I love Colorado. So scary. I'm, I'm just kidding. You're not. I don't want to talk about it. People are left-handed. There's a weird theory. I'm Wait, kidding. hold on. I'm left-handed. You're definitely not the devil's child. I but anywho. I don't know, I love it because there's just so many restaurants and it's big and I like you can take a train to like your terminal and like. I mean, that's O'Hare. I don't take a train out here, you guys. I, I know. Terminal five. I just get dropped off. Oh, I work there. We do have the fifth terminal now. Just terminal. It's kind of a swastika. Can you see it? It's missing a. It's missing a, a thing. Oh. No, look at a different. Don't do satellite. Do. Well, the satellite's the most realistic image. You want to do a drawing? <laughs> <laughs> look at the drawing of where no, it's a swastika. No, okay. So at work, at work, we have a bird's eye view. Um, of select airports that we look to see when our planes are coming. Uh-huh. And I looked at the Denver one and I was like, something is You're like, what the fuck? Okay, wait, what about this horse? I, like, I don't know. When it got donated, it, I don't know what, what it was made by. I don't know who it was made by, yeah. but the lights, like it has these, it's this blue horse in the front of the airport with these beady red eyes that are just glowing. Oh. And it's weird. And it's like up on its hind legs, like it's like going nuts. And- Like the devil? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. What? And then I think, I think whoever made it, like the statue fell on them and killed them. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, my. This is all hearsay, so. Yeah. So who, yeah. who really knows? I mean, it's a theory, right? It's a theory. Court, you want to So I still don't understand, like, the, the, so it was like, it seems like it's a kind of like a half haunted, half. Government stowaway. I think it's just a government stowaway. I think it's sketch. Like, why did they spend all this money? And I mean, the president, you know, if there's like some high member, like they're going to be flying on Air Force One. And so there's already specific points to which they land. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Denver an international airport? Yes. Wild. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Well, I just thought like presidents and like important people like they don't go to international airports. Like, no, no, they, they do. do when Biden fly, flies in or Camilla Harris. It's very private. No, it's not. Everybody knows because nobody can fly at that time. Nobody can yeah. be on the runway. Nobody can move. I honestly had grounded. no idea. Yeah. I really thought there were like private airports. No, there is private, private airports. Yeah. That's without rich people. 
That's something I did. That's cool. I went to a private airport in uh, Las Vegas. Whoa. So we do these things where they're called like, like, so like it was basically, um, they had some of like the pilots for like the helicopters go to this private airport. And we were just doing like some flights around there because they basically wanted them to, to like have better experience flying with like the regular FAA rules. Right. Is that what it's called? Um, because uh, like with us, like there's flight rules, we still have like an air traffic control tower and all of that, but it's like, we don't have the same regulations as like commercial flights do. So they wanted them to have that experience if we, you know, so that, cause those kind of flow across. So if we're ever in a country where we're having to use one of those airports, they have some experience with how to work with the air traffic control. Okay, that makes sense. And so they have to bring us with just in case any of the aircraft like break down or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I got to go. And we did it out of this private airport and we walk in and I thought it was, cause we walk in like cannons and everyone's just like looking at us, but no one says anything. And it's literally you just like walk into this lobby and then like, it's literally, you're a bad scan, scan away from going through a glass door on a flight line. Oh. And so like, there's like, and there's like muffins and waters. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting like, oh, can we have some of these? Like, I, like, I don't think we can, but. I think you can. And they had like these, like, you know, like everyone's like dressed all nice. I'm like, where the fuck are we? And so it turns out that this is like the, the private airport that like all, like anybody who owns like a private jet, like celebrity, like they come in and like, this is where they fly to when they're visiting Vegas. And so Damn. we, we ended up like, cause we had to land like our aircraft, like over on like a different portion of it, but we got to go out there and like the, um, people that like work on the runways had to drive us over to them. And so we were asking the dude, we're like, what's the deal here? And, oh, that's how we knew. So when we were walking in, right, we stick out like a sore thumb cause we're all on cameras, like just walking to this thing and magic Johnson was nice. walking into like Stop. a fucking thing of escalates. Cause we're walking and we look. And obviously he's looking at us and we're all just like staring as like we're walking in, he's walking to the car and he just like, goes, you know here? and he just goes, mm, we're like, like he and then my, yeah, he just like did that and then got in his thing and like took off. And my buddy looks at me, he's like, was that Magic Johnson? <laughs> Yo. And I was like, that was Magic Johnson. I'm like, where the fuck are we? And that's when we were asking the dude. And so, um, yeah, he was showing us all the planes. It's so, like the planes, they have their Buno number and that's like their license plate or whatever basically and so he's like yeah see that one right there that ends in two three mj he's like that's michael jordan's plane we're like wow. what <laughs> he's wow. like dude adam sandler was just that's here so like all this shit adam sandler yeah and we didn't get to you see him you like it adam adam dude he was just here in chicago like, i know, doing I know. Show. I like why about didn't we go I was so he was out i would have i would have my friend went she said it was not worth it she left Really like early. His stand up. So you can feel. No, it was like a concert. A little better. I think he like played music. Oh, no. he does like a. It, it's like no. I and think it's like he does like music works. comedy. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. uh, eight crazy said, nights. Uh, tickets yeah. were expensive, and he wasn't that good here. You guys want to go to a good fucking stand up show? Go to Burt Kreischer. Love yeah. that dude He's murders. So, yeah. so he we murders. went to him recently. That's scary. And. Um, <laughs> He, uh, he, he was like an his hour shirt off and the half. whole time and he has his big beard guy. He's yeah. hilarious. Oh my. He's an you don't know who Bert Kreischer is? No, he, oh, his head is like That fucking him. shocks me. I thought he was like a huge well-known person. I don't really listen to I only to know of him because like 
of like hearsay, but his oh, shows really? are really oh yeah. no, I've been like no, my brother actually listens to Bert Kreischer in his podcast. I mean, he did j- Bertcast or mm-hmm. Two Bears uh, One Cave, Two Bears One Cave with Tom Segura. Yeah. yeah, so like I didn't realize that, and now it's even more confirmed because I was asking people at work. I'm like, yeah, once I Bert Kreischer's are gonna like yeah, a lot of people don't know who the fuck is that. Yeah, and I was like. If I saw a photo of him, maybe I would know. I, He's incredible. I he, like he, blew up. Funny. he blew up because he has this story where he calls it the machine. He's the machine. Yeah. And so he tells this story, and that's what made him go, like, essentially viral. Oh. And it's been, what, probably like within the last, like, seven years that he's mm-hmm. become, like, enormously famous. Like, his life basically changed overnight because of it. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah. it's not, like, yeah. one of those one-hit wonder stories. Like, he's yeah. fucking an incredible guy. He's comic. still going. Yeah. And he's, he's a normal ass dude. Watch it on Netflix. Oh, yeah. okay. he has and multiple. Seen, yeah, he, like, has he has multiple special yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's funny. You know who makes me pee my pants? Who? I always feel weird when I bring him up now because there was like a weird story that came out about him, but now he's back. I think he got over whatever that stump was. No comedian has made me laugh out loud more than Chris D'Elia. Like that's just like right up my alley. Who's that? Chris D'Elia. He, like, He's the one the, that like, does the drunk girl The leg thing. arm movements. Like yeah. I've watched all of his shows on Netflix and I'm like by myself like crying. It takes so much for me to like do that by myself. He's a pretty good dude. He's, He's pretty funny. so fucking funny. It's like his mannerisms, yeah. like, his delivery. His delivery it's all and about like the delivery. his natural mannerisms were perfect. For like him. the way he moves yeah. his legs. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I need you guys to watch his stuff on Netflix because I got to add to the list. It makes yeah. me cry. That's all I have to say. I would really like to see him live. Even though you I'm guys should watch Shane Gillis. That's the guy. I have a Shane on Netflix. <laughs> no, so he uh, he doesn't have any specials on Netflix. His one special that was supposed to be. He got like canceled because he was like making like an Who Asian joke canceled? or something, <laughs> and I think he was on SNL for like less than twenty four hours because like he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to change my content because you guys are. I respect that. Whatever, and like they were like, fine, fuck you. He's like, all right, cool. I'm putting my special on YouTube, Damn. and so it's on YouTube. It's his live in Austin special, and I have shown that my buddy Alex showed it to me, and. I, it was one of those where, like, you, you know when, like, you're laughing so hard, you're kind of worried about when you're going to be able to breathe again? <laughs> and so I you're like, that. this is so funny. And, like, but it's, like, he keeps hitting it to where, like, every time I think, like, I'm going to be able to take a breath, he says some shit that's even funnier. I need to write this down. Yeah, Shane Gillis. And, oh, my God. Shane Gillis? That dude, and he's so fucking funny. And, like, he's just, like, he's just a bro. Because it's rare when it hits, like, one after the other. Mm-hmm. Like, Who's that new comedian? He's a smoke show. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't do stand-up. He's hot or he's funny? Um, like, smoke show as in? No, like, he's so hot, but he's oh. so insane. Oh, funny. are you seeing him on TikTok? And he does a lot yeah. of crowd talk? Yes. I don't remember his name, but I that was, guy is incredibly funny. Why? I've never seen any of his stand-up. I've only seen skits of him doing crowd talk, and he does that so, so good. fucking funny. Yeah. He's just, like, off the rip funny. Like, I don't know and I he's don't just like so comedy. attractive, but, like, he's, yeah, like, he's a good so humble dude. about it. Oh. Like, you don't, he just has so much personality. Like, I can't charisma. think of his name. <laughs> oh, sure. Is it Matt? I don't know, dude. I can probably find him on TikTok uh, in, like, a few swipes. Something Rafe? Something Rafe. I don't know. He's hysterical, and he does do really well with the crowd talk. He talks a lot of shit. He it's so it. funny. You know what I watch instead of comedy? Hmm. Magic. I fucking love Harry Potter. 
What? Like no, Harry Potter? No, no, no. no. Like, yeah. close oh up, like David Blaine, close up. Yeah. Did you fucking love? <laughs> I thought she meant the like Chris Angel magic. Like, like magic tricks. magic tricks. Oh, that gets me. Like, she fucking loves it. You should I, have it at your wedding. I know. I'm not a magician. I have a magician contact that I was at, like, a happy hour in Chicago, and I was like, I'm literally about to book you for my wedding. Just you like you imagine during magician contact. Like, <laughs> a random. That's the guy to know. He he lit it on fire and it just, didn't burn his card. Just going like, around. Magic trick to get to his groups card. doing magic tricks like that's sick. Yeah. yeah, like he would just be dressed like as everyone else. He would not look like a magician. He'd go up to someone during cocktail and be like. Want to see a few tricks? Like I am so into that. I love, I love it. it. Magicians get nervous. I mean, they have to because if they yeah. fuck up, like. See, but that like know. especially with close up magic though, a lot of those dudes, it's like they just practice all day long. So yeah. They just sit there with the cards and they go through the movement all day, every day. One wrong move, yeah. One twitch. One Whoa. wrong twitch. Well, we're not going <laughs> to see it though. They probably fuck up all the time, but it's. <laughs> I'm trying to find through my liked videos this I guy think, talking um, about. Well, Zach's looking for this TikTok hot, what do you, what'd you call him? A smoke the show? The hot comics. So the hot show. Matt Wright. There it is. Matt Wright. Hang on, hang on. Not him. No, not him. Not him. Him. Wait, let me see. Stop it. He's so fucking awesome. Oh, oh yeah. He's he is awesome. pretty good looking. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so a good looking dude. Why does he have like better... Yeah. Bone structure than like all of us. So funny, funny. and he can like take it. He's like a toughie. He's funny. Mm. You guys gotta watch his stuff. I feel like I have a long list. Long list. I gotta watch all of these. Yeah. Um, I think we should end this podcast on like. Is it time already? End it completely. (laughs) End it completely. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're the guest. Our favorite. um, Our favorite memory with Zach. From I'll like start. from back in the day, can start. One year in the lunchroom, I was by myself. <laughs> I had a fro, giant, giant braces. I was alone writing in my journal. <laughs> Zach comes up to me and he says, "Hey, girl." And then he, <laughs> and then he books me. <laughs> All right, said, that is not going to be a term that the said, whole audience knows. He said, give me your lunch money. <laughs> yeah. And I actually had to transfer schools. Yeah. Good to see you again. <laughs> I followed her, though. We didn't even go to the same high school. Okay, I didn't actually know him. That was all a lie. When, when Zach walked in, like, we all, like, run up to Zach to, like, give him a hug because we haven't seen him in so long, and Courtney's like, Hi, I'm Court. Try to shake my hand like a weirdo. (laughs) You just got out of COVID. That shit's still not okay. Being an adult. Elbow bumps. Elbow bumps. That's true. Venus fives. I'm trying to think of like my ultimate like favorite memories, but Gab, I feel like you had one, so you can start while I think. I feel like I have a couple. Um, I think the last like good memories I had with you was driving to ISU like every mm. weekend and partying. Jamming, dude. Yeah. Jamming the car. <laughs> and it was just so fun. And I, it was, we just got really close mm-hmm. for that hot minute. And then. Yeah. Everyone thought it was really weird. Why? That was when you were, no, I'm saying like, remember, cause like you, you were dating, 
Uh, oh, we can't say names. Um, I was dating <laughs> fuckboy. Who you were dating at the we time. We fuckboy. Who yes. I was friends with at the time. I haven't <laughs> yeah. talked to him since 2013 either. You but should be really grateful. Anywho. <laughs> he, um, I remember he was like, like, we just hung out all the time. Yeah, like, we He did. was one of my best friends and then you were dating him. And then it was just like, and we were the only two that were left. Yeah, everyone left for college. Yeah, and so it was just like... All right, what do we do? And I remember we'd go to like movies and shit and like we weren't dating, right? Mm-hmm. And so like we'd go and I remember we'd be like, let's just go to the movie or something. And we'd go and everyone <laughs> would just look at me and give me dirty fucking looks because we'd pay separate. <laughs> and I would feel so uncomfortable because everyone would be like. And so like I remember eventually I was like, dude, can I just like, can you just like, give me money and I can pay for it? <laughs> everybody did it. And at first I was like, it's not like that between us. It's it's my best friend's girlfriend, and they're like, oh really? So I was like, I oh, that's even worse. Yeah. I should have said you were like brother sister. Yeah. Should have just. Oh yeah, we could have. I said think that. that's creepy. But it's like you're why are you together with your brother and sister? Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm overthinking. Well, I don't think it. that was. The I'm overthinking part. it. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. probably like the best. Yeah. Time. A lot. Yeah, and that's when um, you met your wife, and you guys. Yeah, it was so cute. So I'll drive you to her every weekend. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah, we so did have a lot of fun there. We had so much fun. Was I there like every time you were there? No, like, I don't think I ever saw you there. No, yeah, I was gonna say like I don't remember like this I was. Back. I was gonna say that weirds me out that I never met you before because I visited Angie like up there. Angie uh, was not in ISU yet. This was junior year. Yeah, so oh. this was when. Oh, yeah. I didn't become best friends with them until they were seniors, and I was a junior. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. never mind. Because I know there were times where like I think there were a few times you were at ISU. Wow, I went there, there essentially, so it started with me and Gabby going to visit her boyfriend, and then, because all of my, I had a lot of friends that went there too, and then I ended up one time, so my now wife, I had worked with her at the gym, and yeah. I had hit her up, I was like, oh, hey, you go to ISU, like, I'm going to be there visiting or whatever, like, I'll like come yeah. say hi or, or something yeah. like that, and so then we just started talking from there. And um, I remember you were asking me for advice, and I was like, I was so happy. It was so cute. Yeah, I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> I wasn't exactly a ladies' man. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so then I was there, I think, like before I left, I was probably there every single weekend for like three months straight. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I would, I mean, I would get off work. I, work. I would get off work on a Thursday night and drive straight from there to. ISU, this and was, then stay there till Sunday. This oh, was wow. also the time that you guys started being really good friends with that other girl that we aren't friends with anymore. Wow. And you guys kind of ditched me, so I started being friends with Zach more. Wow, and so I was just fucking... And then, and, <laughs> and he all... Well, no, because you wanted to come with me at ISU like every weekend. I'm like, that's perfect, because I... What? We were just the girl. The girl. We we're being friends with. Oh yeah, we we're not gonna say her name. Um, but no, because you were able to go with me. Because like mm-hmm. none of their parents would let them go junior well, year of high 18. school. But junior year of high, high school, going to a high uh, college. Oh yeah. My parents, your parents let you go. Well, they're foreign and they don't know what happens there. That's true. So they were like, and I explained to them that I had no friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, go." So. Yeah, we had that was fucking fun. And so, yeah, we were there, like, every weekend. It was fun. Yeah, that shit was awesome. That's my favorite memory. What's yours, Nat? 
Uh, my main memory of Zach was the first time that I got drunk at your ex's, <gasps> and Fuck I was boys. crawling around. Oh, that was so bad. I forgot no, about that. because I was chugging the water bottle. She kept taking it from my like, fucking bag. I was like, her. Natalie, stop, dude. And every time I walked away, she was digging through my backpack, grabbing out my water oh, bottles of vodka, yeah. and slamming them. Yeah. That's so bad. And then bad. I'm crawling on the hot tub that leads into the pool. I fall into the pool and Zach is pulling me out. Yeah. And he saved me from drowning, I guess. So that's my main memory of Zach. Oh. The fact that you're that, that hammered and remember yeah, everything. Yeah, probably you forgot everything after that, probably. Exactly, yes. I think oh, yeah. uh, the, I, I don't, I can't say her name, <laughs> but her her dad's girlfriend came. Yeah, we know exactly who you're yeah. talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, someone's dad's girlfriend. Came yeah. yeah, she came pick you up and she was like, "What the fuck?" That was like Natalie so got fucked up. Bad. I was so glad it was her though, because she was yeah. like, "All right, I'll fucking figure this out." Yeah, I thought Jeez. I was gonna be fucked. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, that was. You're wild. like, here I go again, grounded wrong mm-hmm. too. Yep. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it wasn't even your fault. You didn't even give no. it to her. She's taking it. Yep. I just, like, I don't have, like, a specific memory, but I just remember, like, all my memories from high school. Like, you were always there with us. Like, every time. All the bonfires. Yeah, like, every time. All the parties. There was was never a time you weren't there, except for that one time you were grounded after our friend jumped (laughs) out. I remember that was so long. That's why I remember, like, you being grounded for so long, because I'm like, where is he? Like, he's always here. I couldn't have my phone. It was summer break. I just had to sit at home. Yeah, and my sister was a snitch. You were just she would have told on me. You were just warming up for boot camp. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, basically, like I just remember like every laugh, like every great memory we've had. Like Zach has been. You made everyone laugh in the room. Yeah, every time. Yeah, that's good. That's how I attribute my self worth. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any like specific memories of like back with all of us that you can even? Remember, like that are appropriate. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate. Not. Nah, we didn't really do anything crazy. No, we didn't. No, it wasn't. That there was crazy. a lot. That I haven't like. I mean, the parties. We had, were crazy. So yeah, the, the parties were crazy. Those are always so wild. But I don't. I have to like. Have you I ever got remember. caught by the cops that came? Or did oh, you run? Oh no, I didn't. So that was a wild. So. I was, I still remember that. I was standing there with a beer in my hand. Uh-oh. And I remember, I thought I had a kid next to me in a black hoodie. And so I was literally just sitting there. I remember I looked and went back and then went, did a double take, and it was a police officer. Oh, no. And I remember being like, oh, no. Because <laughs> that was right after, after one you- of my buddies had peed in a Corona bottle. Oh. So it looks like, because it looked like Corona. Like the same color, <gasps> and then he gave it to someone, and the guy took a sip of it, and he was like, "Oh, what the fuck oh, was that?" No. And they're like, "Dude, it was piss," and he was like, "What no. the fuck?" And so he was trying to find. Oh no! My friend. That is disgusting. He didn't pee into it with the intention of it going to that guy. It was just oh. funny, and then some other dude. That's kind of funny. Had given it to him. That's real bad. And so he was trying to find my friend so he could kill him. And I remember just being like, "Dude, calm down, man. Like, it's everything's okay." And he like shoved me into a bush. And I like popped out of the bush. And that's when I saw I saw the the kid in the black hoodie that turned out to be a police officer. And I remember I looked and then like I just took my beer and I just tossed it in the bush. And I had no idea what the scene in front of me was going to be. 
because we were at the house where it was just insane parties. And I remember I just, he like, I like, we make eye contact and he was like, how's it going? I was like, Hey, and he was like, I wonder why everyone's like, what, where are all your friends go? And I remember I just look and I'm the only motherfucker left. (laughs) I just see a mob of people moving towards the other side of the yard and out the gate. And I was like, Oh no. And, and I see the scene because now there's no people. So it's just beer boxes and bottles everywhere. Oh, my God. And he was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. He's like, probably all I'm there is drinking. I was like, yeah, that might do it. He's like, are you the owner of the house? I was like, no. He was like, do you know where he is? I was like, I'll find him for you. And then I sprinted to my car. <laughs> and um, I... I had parked so far away from this house that my... I mean, they were probably so grateful. Yeah. Like, well, no, yeah. I got there early because we always showed up before everyone else. Yeah, that's true. And I got there and I was just like, you know what? This one might get out of hand, so I'm going to park really fucking far away. And so that way, if anything yeah. happens, and I'm so glad I did. And I remember I actually was driving home and I saw another dude that was at that party that was also trying to dip out. And so we ended up at a stoplight and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you going to do? And he was like, he's like, oh, I'm just going to go home. My, my older sister's like having a huge house party right now. And I asked him where he lived. It turned out he lived literally around the corner from me. No way. Like, perfect. Went there. <laughs> Find out later that you guys all just hid and you yeah, forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> they were gone. They wouldn't answer their phones, <laughs> nothing. So I dipped. I sprinted in my car. And I remember yeah. I was sitting in there a little bit, waiting, yeah, trying to get a hold of one of them. We hit. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, I think, like, the next week at school or something, I'm, they're like, where'd you go, dude? I'm like, I fucking ran. What do you mean? And they're like, bro, we were up till, like, 3 a.m. We grilled wings and all this shit. And I was like, you guys fucking party more? They're like, yeah, after they left, everything was fine. I was like, god damn, dude. Because fuckboy's dad said something and then they yeah, left. I yeah. don't know. Wow. I, I always wondered, what did he say to the cops? Like, what could you possibly say? Money, well, when you money, have... Money, I have money. Yeah. No, it's not, it wasn't even the money. It was the fact that he had a law degree. That'll do it, too. But, and, like, what words do you say? Um, I mean, I just want to know in case Mike could have parties, you know? He probably got really I don't know. People. I couldn't tell. It depends on the cop, too. And where we were at, that town... They didn't have many police officers, and I also we were not the first people to be throwing parties at the house. He had older siblings that did the same thing. Yeah, that's that true. house was yeah. known by those people, and they knew that it never got to a point. It's like the reason the cops were always called was noise, and then double parking on the street. Yeah, and dumbass kids parking in front of driveways and shit. Yeah, that was why they would yeah. get called. Yeah. They're like, we need these people to clear out, and the fact that we don't want to just turn a blind eye to like eighty-five underage kids just getting hammered. That was wild. There was a lot. It was wild. Yeah. On that note, I think we'll end it here. Yeah. Okay. It was great to have you, Zach. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having me. We'll guys. have you back. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I kind of stole like the first half. So. No, no. As, why, as you should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> we loved it. Everyone's heard enough of us. <laughs> <laughs> Our five listeners, maybe. Three. <laughs> well, hey, it'd be six because I'm gonna listen to all these. Now. Oh. Nice. Hell yeah. Now? Like five or six? Nice. Six? I want to say. Who knows? I think it's six. FP six. You count the last last one we did. Yeah, you I'm said it was. I said the wrong one. Hey, hey, hey. Oh <laughs> my, and you're not. But yeah. You're a dumb whore. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> on that note, see you guys next time. Bye, I love you. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. Court, are you going to say bye? I said toodles. <laughs> Fair enough.